0: Wow, you guys, Uh, was Ron Paul right or what? Today's the day that the airport in Kabul was attacked by suicide bombers, apparently. I don't always read all of the, the news surrounding an event like this because, I mean, the basics cover it. And, uh, it, it's hard, honestly, it's hard to believe like details that you hear because everyone has like their agenda that they're trying to confirm, you know, one size, one side wants to say, you know, look at what the Taliban's doing. Another person I listen to says that the Taliban, you know, alerted the U S government uh, that there was going to be an attack so they may have it may have been one of their enemies that did it and i mean frankly that makes sense to me uh but you know my bias would probably want that to be true more than the other i don't know at the same time like all of it just seems like exactly what i expected <laughs> um like if you talked to me a few weeks back about it I would have said you know a lot of people were and rightly so were praising biden for like actually following through and and like holding to the the idea of getting out which i think is pretty clearly what the majority of americans want um i think everyone's pretty much fed up with the wars over there that's not making money off of them and uh it's a lot of money But anyway, I don't know. It's just awfully, it's, it's convenient because here's what I would have said a few weeks ago. And I realize now that I'm saying it after the fact, you know, whatever, nobody's listening to this anyway, but, um, (laughs) a few weeks ago, if you talked to me, some of you who might actually hear this probably did talk to me. I would have said. It feels like more than likely Joe Biden will fail epically at the pull out somehow, which obviously happened. And, you know, I don't know if it's because he's incompetent, which he clearly is, or if it's because he was sabotaged, which it has been revealed that the military industrial complex will sabotage a president to get what they want. Um, look into the uh, who was it there was a story that came out around like the election time that was basically you know the intelligence uh, an intelligence operative or group in an interview basically saying yeah we we told trump that we were getting out of syria but we weren't really ever going to do that like we still had our troops there we basically just lied to the commander-in-chief to get what we wanted and they got it and of course as far as i know nobody's been nobody's been punished for that like that that was fine for the powerful you know whoever it is that can actually do any kind of justice in america these days um they didn't care about that So it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, you know, call me a conspiracy theorist, but I I think it makes more sense that the powerful military industrial complex that multiple presidents have warned us about, um, would say, okay, you want to pull out, here's what we're going to do. We're not going to tell anyone we're going to leave all our equipment behind and we're just going to let the Taliban take it, take the whole country so quickly that it becomes a disaster. And then there will, you know, there will be violence one way or another, whether they set it up or not. Um, you know, we've worked with all kinds of different terrorist organizations through our intelligence services, um, throughout all this. I mean, that's what we did in Syria. We were literally, arming Al Qaeda and providing air support for Al Qaeda. You know, they always call them the moderate rebels, but it always turns out to be another not moderate terrorist organization. It seems like, um, you know, if you want to learn more about that stuff and you're listening, please go listen to Scott Horton. He's the expert. Um, that i trust the most and seems to be the most knowledgeable and every time i hear him talk to anyone about uh, the middle east wars of you know of our lifetimes um he schools them he knows all the facts he knows who's who it's a lot more complicated than the taliban you know the taliban wasn't even who we went after in afghanistan to begin with they were like the ruling regime at the time but Al Qaeda was, were their enemies. They were terrorists in Afghanistan that they didn't like because they were the established power. They didn't want, you know, Osama bin Laden's little band of, what are they called? Pashtuns? I think that's the tribe. Afghanistan's like four tribes. I don't know. I'm starting to like learn more about it by listening to Scott Horton, but it's so it's so complicated and like foreign to me that it is hard to understand. So I don't blame like people for not knowing at all, but I just, I hope that this will open people's eyes and that, you know, that majority that was already there that wanted to get out, this just confirms everything, every reason we should have gotten out. We spent $2 billion and we got nothing out of it except more death at the end. So why don't we just let those people work it out. I mean, like, I'm happy to help, um, anyone who wants to come to America and people, I mean, I think it's, I think it's the right thing to do to, to bring people from there that, um, assisted our government that are essentially going to be executed if they're found or, or identified. Um, seems like i mean i don't know that on the other hand like the tal if the taliban really did warn the americans that something was going to happen at the airport which seems like the story um it makes sense like because they want to appear to be a legitimate government which you know i'm not the biggest fan of government in the first place so don't get me wrong i'm not like defending them or anything but it seemed like their PR so far had been like, "Okay, we're gonna, we're not gonna assist you, but we're not going to interfere so much." At least this is what they're saying. You know, I'm sure there are, they're not monolithic. I'm sure there are elements within there that want to do terrible things and have. But it seemed like their PR was kind of like it was definitely mocking us, um, and rightly so. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It just didn't seem. Like they, they want, they would have no reason to do this. It's the same thing I said when Assad supposedly gassed the Syrians I'm like the, we were literally, you know, I'm sure he's aware of like the narrative in America, every, everyone who's on the internet can tell what America is thinking as a, as a collective. And like, you know, as parts of the collective, like we were all saying, we don't want to go into another war. We don't want to go into another war. Why the hell would he do something that would provoke us into war? That's baloney. And I've heard very convincing arguments that I tend to believe that that's not what happened at all, but you can look into that for yourself. So that's that That's terrible. We need to figure out how we're going to get our people out of there. And, you know, rescue as many people as we can. But it's going to be hard because, like, you know, Biden already set a date and said we're going to be done by then. And I don't like as much as the Taliban seems like they want to be appear to be legitimate by not being terrorist. um, I don't think they're going to accept America saying, uh, well, a little bit longer. You know, we'll leave when we're ready. I don't know if that's going to work. You know, but I certainly hope that there can be at least some dialogue and, like, a level of cooperation that will allow us to get at least the Americans out and, like I said, others who have assisted us that, Will probably be killed or like taken prisoner because I would imagine. <clears throat> I would imagine that the people who assisted Americans are probably the most familiar with like our technology. They would probably have the connections to maybe get fuel or parts or, you know, they have a whole new like multi million dollar, multi hundred million dollar, you know fleet of trucks and tanks and helicopters. And I don't know what all, I'm, I'm assuming small arms too, but they've got an entire, <laughs> man, we really screwed that up, didn't we? Yeah. So, you know, tell me what you think, dude. Was it on purpose? Was it uh, just a royal screw up? Was it just put pure incompetence? I don't know. It's hard to know what to believe, but I think the people who have the most knowledge seem to think that we should just get ourselves out of there. And you know, the people of Afghanistan are, like I said, four different tribes. Maybe their solution should be to draw up some territories and live as their four tribes and not adhere to this weird border that doesn't seem to really make sense politically. I don't know. I think uh, a lot of places might need something like that. Um, so speaking of that, I, 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 the other part of this, I wanted to spend some time just talking about, like why I think libertarian ideas are the answer. I think that uh there are a lot of red-pilled people out there who are both on from all kinds of political viewpoints. I mean, I listen to um several podcasts of like far-left people that are red-pilled, like Jimmy Dore and Kyle Kalinsky to a certain extent. Jimmy Dore rips him apart sometimes. It's pretty funny actually like watching them, them fight between each other is, is entertaining. I'm sure that people feel the same way about libertarian fighting amongst themselves. If they pay attention to us at all. I don't know. Um, but, but, uh, uh, yeah. So those two, like, I, I like that breaking points is their new show. Sager and, uh, uh, shit what's uh, C- crystal. Yeah. Uh, they were on the Hill for a while, um, at the Hill rather they did that rising show on the Hill and they're pretty good friends with Joe Rogan. Like, I think he started watching them before he knew them, I believe. And then, you know, he's, he talked about them some on his podcast and then they came on the podcast and now they're friends. So that's how, um, you know, Rogan included, I would consider him pretty much on the left. I mean, He's kind of an enigma because uh, He's really well-rounded and like understands All the points of view a lot and like has friends from all points of view, which is amazing And very admirable, but I think in general like he's Definitely more on the left end of the spectrum like left libertarian kind of like feel I just think Well, I'll talk about that another time. So I wanted to mention like a few of the ideas of libertarianism for anyone who's listening to this, that, that isn't already, um, there. like some of the ideas of Liberty that I think could, could fix our problems pretty much right away. I mean, it wouldn't be right away. You'd have to like build some hospitals and things, but it was pointed out to me recently again, Listening to a podcast, like this is something that I knew in the past, but I had I had totally forgotten about. I don't even know where I heard it. Probably early on in my Lake Liberty days, when I was reading a lot of like, um, you know, people's arguments about stupid shit that the state does that that screws stuff up. Um. So the example was that hospitals in a lot of states. I think including Oklahoma. I'm an idiot and I didn't look that up before I started talking. Um, But in a lot of states, in order to build a new hospital, the way that they, the government regulates building of a new hospital is they ask all the other hospitals in the area if they think there should be another hospital. Which is fucking retarded. I'm sorry. Like, I, I, that is the last thing you want to do. Okay. Say you have a lemonade stand on the corner and the neighborhood, uh, policeman comes by, not policeman, but like the, the neighborhood association or whatever comes to you and said, and, and okay, this is a bad example because kids should be able to set up <laughs> lemonade stands regardless. Uh, kids are bad examples. Say you, say you own a shoe store and, uh, you own like a, a chain of shoe stores around the, the city, and in order for anyone else to build this new shoe store, they have to get a license. And in order to get the license, the city comes to you and says, "Hey, man, do you think we need another shoe store?" Like I bring this up because it, the worst part about COVID really is that our hospitals are full. Fuller. I think it's a little bit overblown as is the whole COVID narrative, Um, that the, that like the, the, how close the hospitals are to being full. I would like to see data on like how full the ICU is at most hospitals on a regular basis, because they're not going to just operate a hospital with a hundred open beds all the time. Like there's going to be a normal level, Of, of patients that they need to take care of and they're probably going to have some percentage over that that they try to make sure they have space well now we have a pandemic and a, what's going to be an endemic covid situation like uh, the idea that we're going to just not have covid be around anymore is a fantasy we're going to have to live with it in order to live with it, maybe one of the things we're going to have to do is build a couple more hospitals in each city. Um, but I don't know, maybe eventually the hospitals, it does sound like they seem pretty desperate because they're always full. And like, they're so stressed out. Oh, another idiotic thing they're going to do is fire any of the staff that won't get a vaccine just fucking dumb because most of them have probably been exposed to the virus and either didn't get sick and have antibodies or like aren't susceptible somehow or already got the vaccine like they get to choose people get to choose people don't fucking forget that anyway so yeah so here's a libertarian idea how about we just let other people build hospitals. What do you think about that? I think that would just, I think that would be good. I think we should have a free market in hospitals. And if somebody builds a hospital and it sucks, then it'll close or they'll sell it to someone else that runs it better. This is how the free market works. It adjusts to the situation in a non-centralized way in order to solve problems. That's its function. I know you've been trained to think, some of you, that everything's about, like, capitalism. Here, Here's the thing, what I was saying earlier, uh, too, about I think a lot of people recognize the, the, the right problems, including libertarians, or a lot of libertarians. So it's the red pill, blue pill dichotomy. Like, I think, you know, once you just break out of the idea that the narrative you've been fed by the powers that be is full of lies and deception and self-interest on their part, you can recognize like what the real problems are, you know, and you can realize that without thinking that the solutions are the same as the ones I think they are, but at least then we could have a talk about it. Maybe we could like agree that we should not do certain things and kick certain people out of office and whatnot. And then have an honest conversation about how we're going to rebuild and maybe uh, maybe some, a little bit of a give and take you know, maybe we could have an honest discussion with each other. I, I, I think that that seems reasonable to me. Like, I, I think that'd be a lot better than um, ending up in a civil war between some weird fascist COVID re- regime that thinks they can decide, like, what you have to put in your body in order to be able to work. That's some, that just it will lead down a dark path. You know, I don't know what else to say. Like, that's not going to go well for anybody. (sighs) So there's hospitals. The second one, you know, I think another big problem in the COVID era that we're in is that um, schools are so centralized. Everyone has to send their kids to the same school and we don't agree about what should be done. What should be the policies? Should they have to wear masks? Should they have to get vaccines? How about we just let the parents decide for their their children? I think that I think that's what we should do, guys. Like we've been talking about it, uh, libertarians and more so like people on the right have been doing it a lot lately because of uh, like they don't like what the schools are teaching their kids, and I think everyone. Again, everyone can see that our school system is, is fucked up. Like most, you know, most blue pill people think, well, if we just spent more, that would fix it. But goddamn, how, how many times can we just keep spending more and it not solve the problem until you realize that there's, there's maybe another way. Like if you look at a chart of the uh, spending on education compared to kids performance And just look around you. I'm pretty sure America has gone dumber in my lifetime. I don't know. If you don't think that, you know, tell me otherwise. I think that the high end of people has probably gotten smarter because we've advanced science and understanding in a lot of ways. Um, But I think... uh, yeah, I mean, but it's very simple. Here's what you do. You don't have to change the taxes, although I'm all for that. But if you just took all the tax money at, at the, the school district level, or the state level, I guess it would be. And you pooled all that money together. And then you divide it be- amongst all the, the kids and you give each parent of each kid. So if you have three kids, you would get three. If you have one kid, you would get one. If you have zero kids, you would get zero. You take all that money, you divide it equally among the students, you give the voucher to their parents, and then you just allow them to send their kid to the school of their choice. And then, you know, the parents who want their kids to not be masked up all day can send their kids to that school and the kids that, you know, the parents that want their, their children to live in a nerf world with padded walls and, you know, never have their feelings hurt can have their school and, uh, you know, well, we'll see who does better. Huh. Simple solutions, guys. These are just basic ideas that are already out there. If that shocks you that that idea is out there and it's something you've never heard of, maybe you're not listening. Um, okay, so I think that solves our two biggest problems with COVID, like the biggest sources of people's anxieties about it. Because I know for a fact that there are tons of parents, including my mom, who's told me if you were you know school-aged, you'd be vaccinated right now. I'm like damn I'm glad I'm not school age. Um but that would be her choice. I'm her kid. So, yeah. Oh, so what I mean what I was saying is that that's a huge source of anxiety for parents and I see it because I I've also heard a lot of parents say I don't want my fucking kid growing up in a in a school where Kids are forced to wear masks all day and they're scared of each other and you know, they're kids. They're they need to learn to interact. Like, isn't that that's really the what I always hear is the point of sending kids to public school is they get socialized. Yeah. Think about the root word of that. Um And then obviously hospital, I mean, hospitals are, are, it's bothering everyone. I'm, I'm worried that the hospitals are full too. I just don't think that I, I, I haven't been convinced that my getting the vaccine is going to change that. Cause I highly doubt I'm going to go to the hospital over COVID. And there are risks to taking the vaccine, whether you want to believe it or not, there are risks and it's my choice. And I'm fucking serious. If. If America goes in a direction. Where they're going to mandate. Vaccines everywhere. People are not going to. Not going to take it. I'm not going to take it. I'll tell you what. If. Uh, I really like the job I have right now. it's I'm not making great money. But it's. You know, I enjoy the people there for the most part, except for the vaccine part. Um, I'm learning a lot. I've never worked in a like small business environment like that, and you know, I'm I'm learning a lot from that, and that, that's nice and everything. But I'm not. I'm not gonna. I will make you fire me if you're gonna force vaccines on me. I will. And, you know, if someone from work does end up hearing this while I'm still working there, I will say. It's really not your business like I. Now that this has become such a big deal, my new policy is none of your fucking business. Of course, if you're listening to this, you know, I'm not at least right now as of August 26th. But my new policy is if I get it, you're not going to know it. If they enforce vaccine mandates, I won't go to any place that enforces that shit. And if Edmond or Oklahoma city or whoever around here wants to try it, I will not hesitate to move away from you because frankly, like the specter of living under tyranny is I'd rather, I'd rather be dead. I would. So take that for what it's worth. Um, yeah, I got kind of rambly there, but I just feel like this stuff has to be said. I don't, I don't know what else to do because I, I, you know, I don't want it to be a surprise to people when they come and say, we demand, you know, we're, we're not going to let you work here. If you, um, don't get vaccinated. I'll say, okay. Well, I'll see you tomorrow. And uh even if I am vaccinated, I'm not I'm not gonna tell you. That's my point. I still haven't made it my mind. I've been listening to a lot more people and like like I I like to listen to people for hours. Like there's this one doctor there's a couple of doc well three or four doctors and nurses that I've been listening to more and more on YouTube to try to see if maybe there is a, an argument out there that, that will convince me. But the fact is, is that I pretty much know like what they're saying, like the data is there. I, I get it. it. It does seem to have some ability to uh, lower your chances of having a bad case. At least for now. It does look like that's waning. Uh, which is what people said several months back was happening. And they got silenced for saying that the, that they would be talking about booster shots in a few months. They got silenced for b- being uh, right, I guess, apparently. Um, yeah, so I think... <laughs> I did ramble quite a bit there. Sorry, but, uh, I just wanted to point out a couple of libertarian solutions to the the biggest problems of COVID. That would be very simple. And I guess the third one being basically just let people make up their own minds. Most of them are wanting to make the right decision for their community, including me and when you just say that i'm being selfish and and pigheaded about it that's a straw man man like i'm i'm listening i'm hearing out people's arguments the truth of the matter is just that my main concern is the long haul of it and uh i i just i just don't think that a tiny like a little bit of extra protection is worth the risk of this unknown element like can people hear me say that and they're like oh well uh, you know you just haven't heard people describe you know even tim Pool is like there's a list of what's in it on the website i'm like i i that isn't my point like The point is we don't know the effects of what's in it over a long period of time. And frankly, especially if they're going to start shooting it into you every six or eight months, it's just ridiculous. It's a ridiculous idea. For me, God damn people. All right. That was it. I guess I I wanted to talk about the Afghan situation and get some more COVID stuff out of my head. So I'm going to wrap it up. Thanks for listening, if you are. Love you, bye.